Hello and welcome to the Jesus Heals podcast. My name is Sister Andrew and I'm happy to be with you again today. And I feel like I've said this the last several times, but it's been a long time since I've been able to record. So I had hoped to record an episode soon after Pentecost. I think the last thing I recorded was the Pentecost Novena. And it seemed like a lot of people joined for that. A lot of people shared those episodes and I'm really grateful. I hope that praying together really blessed you. And if you didn't pray the Pentecost Novena, go back and you can pray it at any time. It doesn't have to be um, around the Feast of Pentecost. And this episode that I want to share with y'all today um, is continuing the theme of Pentecost. And we might think, well, Pentecost happened. Um, It's months ago now. and so that, that happened, and now we're in ordinary time if you follow the liturgical calendar. So why does that matter? Like, why are you still talking about Pentecost? But the Holy Spirit is always active and always with us. And there were a couple posts on social media around the Feast of Pentecost that really struck me, and I've been praying with them since. And I wanted to share them with you in this episode. And the first one was on Pentecost. Someone posted that, Peter's plans were not Pentecost. And when I thought about that, it's like, yeah, the the first apostles, the first disciples, their plans were not Pentecost. They didn't know that that was going to happen. They didn't know they were going to receive the Holy Spirit in that way. Of course, Jesus told them he was going to send them the Holy Spirit. He was going to send them an advocate. But, but even with Jesus saying that, you, know, you don't know how that's going to look, or you might think it's going to look one way or the other. So Peter's plans were not Pentecost. And how often, at least I know in my life, and I'm thinking in a lot of people's lives, we think things are supposed to be a certain way. And when they don't turn out that way, we're kind of thrown off. We don't know what to do. And we can miss graces from the Lord. We can miss opportunities of God's grace because we're looking for them to come in another way. I know this has happened to me, it will probably continue happening to me in my life, and I would think it happens to some of of y'all who listen. And so the questions that came to me in, in thinking with Peter's plans were not Pentecost, were, do I limit the Holy Spirit by putting him in a box, so to speak? Do I limit or constrict all the gifts of the Spirit and healing and joy and peace by putting them in a box or only focusing on one outcome like if i'm praying for jesus to heal a certain thing does it have to be healed in the time and the way that i expect it to be it could be jesus can do all things right jesus is the healer he heals us but healing can also come in different ways and at different times than we expect and Do we limit it or do we miss out on the Holy Spirit's gifts by putting them in a box, so to speak, and thinking that things can only be my plan or else it must not be from God? So another quote on social media that really struck me was, the Pentecost is still happening. There was no ascension of the Holy Spirit. And a priest tweeted this, 
And it really struck me because we know, okay, there was an ascension of Jesus. Jesus ascended into heaven. So he left. Jesus' physical body left the earth in the way that he had been present to the disciples. But in that ascension, Jesus promised he would send us an advocate. And that's the Holy Spirit. He sent the Holy Spirit to be with us. And the Holy Spirit has never ascended. The Holy Spirit is still with us. So the Holy Spirit came on that first Pentecost, and he continually comes to us in new ways, and he's continually with us. So in conjunction with all of this, I've been praying with a couple passages too, um, one from scripture and one from a, a bishop from a book. And the passage I was praying with from scripture was from the eighth chapter of Romans from St. Paul. And St. Paul tells us, whoever does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is alive because of righteousness. For those who are led by the spirit of God are children of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you received a spirit of adoption through which we cry, Abba, Father. So the book of Romans is is one of my favorite books of the Bible, but this passage is really powerful to me and, and related to all that I'm speaking about and the gifts of the Spirit and being children of God. And he says, those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. We are children of God. So just a question to think about or ponder, when you hear the phrase child of God, what do you think of? For me, I think of baptism. Um, I, I think of my relationship with the Father, yeah, but I think baptism because that's when we were called into the family of God. And our baptism can never be taken away. We can live outside of the graces of our baptism or whatever, but but if you've been baptized and if, if someone you care about has been baptized and is no longer you know, going to church or whatever, they can't negate their baptism. They can't take it away. And that's what makes us children of God. It's nothing that I do or don't do or whatever. Like We have been baptized as Christ and claimed for Christ in our baptism and consecrated to him in our baptism. And that's when the Holy Spirit came to life in us, the gift of the Holy Spirit. And as I was praying about all this and baptism and our consecration and children of God and the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit in our lives, I came across this passage from Archbishop Luis Martinez, who is Archbishop of Mexico. And he wrote a book called The Sanctifier, which is all about the Holy Spirit. And he says in the book, we were consecrated to be temples of the Holy Spirit on the day of our baptism. This is clearly set down in the ritual prescribed for the administration of the sacrament. The priest breathes three times in the face of the one who is going to be baptized and says, Go out from him, unclean spirit, and give place to the most holy spirit. In the later exorcism, he, under, he orders the devil to go out from this creature of God, whom the Lord has deigned to call. 
in order that he may become a temple of the living God, and the Holy Spirit may dwell in him. Now, don't get scared with the talk of, like, exorcisms, and some people get kind of freaked out, like the priest breathes in the face of the person. Um, I think this might be the older rite of baptism, but there's still very similar things that happen in any baptism that happens now. So with the idea of exorcisms, people see or hear about an exorcism and think that they're possessed, but it's, it's not that. Um, in this case, in the case of baptism, the priest, the deacon, the bishop, whoever baptizes, um, says these things to, to get, a, get rid of anything that's not from the Lord, to give as, most, as much space as they can to the Spirit, to Jesus. And it claims us as a child of God completely and totally and forever. From this moment, from the moment of our baptism, even, I mean, I was baptized as a baby. I think a lot of people were. Or if you were baptized as a young child, you might not remember it. And that's okay. Because it doesn't hinge on our remembering it. But the Holy Spirit dwells in each of us. The Holy Spirit is alive and active today and gives us his gifts continually. And it's rooted in this baptism that can never change. And as I said earlier, like, do we continue to put him in a box or think his gifts can only come in a certain way? Can his gifts only come on the day we celebrate Pentecost? No. The Holy Spirit can come in our lives at any moment in a new and profound way. Peter's plans were not Pentecost. But once he received the Holy Spirit, things happened. People heard him in their own language, even though he was speaking a completely different language. This is all in the Acts of the Apostles. And it's said in Scripture, too, even the shadow of Peter brought healing. Like his shadow would come across people and they would be healed because the Spirit was with him for healing. He was full of the Spirit, and the Spirit gives his gifts. The Spirit brings joy and peace and healing and truth. Are there things in our life in our lives that have taken the place of the Spirit? Do we limit his action by limiting our expectations of what he can do? In our baptism, we're given the Spirit, but we're also given healing because our baptism brings us into full communion with the Father. And that's what any healing does. Any healing that we receive or that we desire, it's because there's an impediment in the way and we want that to be taken away so we can have full communion with the Father. And that's what baptism does for us and did for us. Pentecost is still happening And the Holy Spirit comes to us with Jesus' power to heal. Do we want more of the Holy Spirit in our lives? Do we want more healing? Do we want more of all of his gifts? Joy and peace and all of it. Or do we limit him? Do we think we're not worthy? Do we think we need to do certain things first? And maybe there are things in our lives we need to change. And we always can. That can start today. It doesn't have to wait for a certain day. They weren't expecting, the the first apostles weren't expecting 
Pentecost, on the day of Pentecost. <laughs> they didn't know the Holy Spirit was going to come and take hold of them, but they were open to the Lord. They were open to receive that gift. And so I pray that we won't limit ourselves to thinking, oh, things can only happen at the end of a Pentecost novena, or I'm so busy because it's right now, as I record this, it's the middle of summer, so I'm sure if you have families and stuff, you're busy with vacations maybe, or maybe you have to work a lot, who knows. Um, It can be a busy time. It can be a time of a lot of travel to visit family and friends. Um, But leave room for the gifts of the Spirit, and if anything pray for the grace to know if something is impeding you, if something is stopping you from from receiving his gifts, and in the name of Jesus, renounce whatever that is. So like if I know that I'm just trying to be too independent and relying on myself to do everything, it's kind of a self-reliance. So in the name of Jesus, I renounce self-reliance, and I proclaim the truth that I can rely fully on you and you will give me what I need. Jesus, I trust in you. The Holy Spirit is still with us. Pentecost is still happening. It wasn't just one day because the Holy Spirit came and didn't leave. And whenever you want more of the Holy Spirit, all you have to say is, come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. You can say more if you want, but... It can just be that simple. Come, Holy Spirit. Fill me with you. Fill me with your gifts. Anything that's not from you, Holy Spirit, take it out of me now. And fill me with your love, with your joy, with your peace, with your gift of healing. And as I close this episode, I want to pray a prayer for healing um, that's from one of my sisters um, from Italy. So it's a translation of an Italian prayer. Um, I think the English is is pretty good, but if it's a little awkward, it's because it's a translation. But this is a prayer for healing. I pray for all of us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, Father of life, I praise you and I thank you for your gifts. Holy Spirit, Spirit of God, descend upon me and deliver me from all that harms my moral, mental, and spiritual health. Form me and fill me with you. Jesus, love of the Father, wash me with your most precious blood, so that I will always live in your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus, pray for me. Angels, archangels, and saints of heaven guard me. Heal my body from every infirmity. Give me joy and peace, so that I may live every day with peace and humility for the glory of God. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. As always, know of my prayers for each of you, for anyone who listens to this, and may we each live with the hope and expectation that Pentecost is still happening, and the Holy Spirit is active with his gifts. And may we each receive those gifts, all the gifts that he wants to give us, and correspond with them in our lives. God bless you.